Hi everyone, my name is Pastor Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Flock? Where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage, people don't come to church anymore. I'm the Senior Pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I'm joined by the Senior Pastor of Music of Life Church Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swakowski. How's it going? Cha-ching! That cha-ching sound <laughs> uh, signifies today's episode tithing. tithing today we're going to talk about tithing so pastor joel will you please introduce the topic of tithing to us the law in the bible the law dictated that a tenth of your stuff ought to go to the lord and what this was meant to do was to help care for the leaders for instance the priests the levites that in turn were caring for the people so the tithes that were given were meant to be used to these tribes or to these leadership positions that in and of themselves may not have produced any resources. Their, their job was to give and care for the people of Israel. So in turn, the people of Israel took care of them through these tithes. Great. Well, that doesn't sound like that hurts people. That sounds wonderful. So. Sounds great, right? What an awesome opportunity. <laughs> sounds great. This has been What the Flock. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Quickest episode. So, obviously, people have been hurt by this topic, but how? Yeah, so, unfortunately, people tend to focus on the tangible more than the intangible. And what that does when we're talking about tithes is it turns it into a conversation about how much money you're giving. And what I've seen, what we've seen, mm -hmm. even in our own church, we've seen people be hurt by Christian leaders and pastors judging them by their tithes and kind of attributing, mm -hmm. maybe even attributing whether or not you're actually a Christian to whether or not you're tithing. Like, if you really love the church, if you really love Jesus, you tithe. And if you don't, well, then maybe you don't love Jesus. Maybe you don't love the church. So your value, how much you value the church is based upon the, the finances, the money that you give to the church. Right. It does this limitation, the strict side very much gets to this, uh, it turns it all into a conversation about money and finances. It gets real specific in this strict side. And I've even heard, we've had people come in to Music Life Church mm -hmm. and talk about previous churches and previous church experiences they've had as it relates to tithing is going as far as even being threatened by being withdrawn from membership if they didn't tithe a certain amount, mm -hmm. being told they have to like basically give reports on how much money they make so they know what percentage is being given, all the way to even churches publishing publicly publishing to the church the tithe reports from all the members in a way of really in a almost as a threat or like in fear of really facilitating this appearance what do you mm -hmm. look like do you give enough we're going to show everybody what you give so you know what if you just tithe like i'm telling you to you'll look good in front of everybody wow and that's where it's we've heard people come in and talk about dues Dues. You know, people have come people have come to Pastor Joel and I and said, I'm sorry I didn't bring my dues. Right. And we're like, well, what's a do? <laughs> you mean D-O or? 
Like or D U E D U E. Like you, you oh. like yeah, like they they say yeah. you well, we didn't bring what we owe you for right. this service. And it's like, and we've set up our church to have the tithing. One, we say, one of the ways you can tithe right. is through finances. And we even set apart the, we don't have offering plates we pass out. We have containers we set aside. People can give as they will. It's a way we've tried to be safe right. through through the tithing. So people on this strict side, how do they support their position in the Bible? What the people on the strict perspective will do when they use a scripture, they'll use verses like 2 Chronicles 31.4 that says, He ordered the people living in Jerusalem to give the portion due the priests and Levites so they could devote themselves to the law of the Lord. Again, we see it's a great verse. It shows why these ties were important. Mm-hmm. But when I'm using a verse like this to tell someone you have to give is is a whole different intention behind it. And then even there's a New Testament verse, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, mm. not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So this verse gets me in trouble if I use it as a way to intimidate someone into tithing. I've seen this verse used in that manner. A lot of times the first part of it is used and not the second part. But it is. Each one must give. The Bible says each one must give. Mm. It says it right there. Mm. Again, not giving what? Right? Right. Like get each, I don't see money there. Each one right. must, it says give. So how do how do you defend against someone like that so i would actually use if someone used that verse from second corinthians i would actually use that same verse to defend my thought process in the face of that abuse and emphasizing the second half because the second half of that verse does instruct us really with the how and why behind giving and it's give not reluctantly not under compulsion. Essentially saying, don't give because you feel like you have to. Give because you feel like you want to. Mm. Do so in a cheerful way. Or another way, you know, if somebody's not coming at me specifically that verse, but they're trying to fear or intimidate or um, they're judging me because maybe I don't tithe as much as they want me to, I could actually ask, am I under the law for salvation? That is interesting because someone's using that verse, you know, each one must give if they're, you know, obviously like many times people with this limitation perspective are going to use a scripture to pound, to, you know, pound that limitation into you to make sure you really get it. And so each one must give as he has decided in his heart so each one must give, just like you were saying, each one must give, each one must give because, and how is that going to help me be a cheerful giver? Right. But then <laughs> what's used against them, right? Yeah. You should give and do it cheerfully. There Where you it's go. like, wait, am I using this cheer? Like there's two limitations. There it is. That, that's, yep. that's why it's so strict and so constrictive. It's like, you have to give 10%. Mm. At least what, you know what? You have to give at least 10%. <laughs> And you have to do it happy or you're wrong. 
Because God loves a cheerful giver. I don't want to see anyone frowning on their way up to the tithing box. Right. You better smile when I tell you to give. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sounds ridiculous, but it, I feel like the pain of this having happened. Oh, and we're, we're feeling pain. And you know what? Hey, look at that. Check that out, Pastor Joel. Phone lines are lighting up. Must be time for another call from Pastor Dick Tater. Go ahead, Pastor Dick. Oh, uh, yes. Hello, Pastor Joel and Pastor Jonathan. Y'all, yeah, y'all can call me Dick. That's fine. My friends call me Richard. So if you want to call me Pastor Dick, that's fine. But, you know, y'all are talking about tithing, and this is quite important to me and to my congregation, the largest in McMullen, Alabama, as you know. Now, people need to understand, and I preach this Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, it's not your money. Give it to God. If you don't give, then something bad is going to happen to you. You don't want to steal from God. You take that 10% and you steal from God, it's going to steal from you. All right, well, that's all I have to say. I'm going to hear your response and stay on the line. But as always, this is my favorite podcast to hate. God bless. Well, thank you, Pastor Dick. Quite... An emotional topic. Appreciate you feeling safe enough to share your thoughts with us. Uh, thoughts, Pastor Joel? Yeah, the I feel like, right, again, I, I love his extreme perspectives because I feel like it gives us a lot to discuss. But mm-hmm. I'm very much on the strict side of this. And I just, <laughs> I find it interesting that, you know, he has to preach this week after week after week. Oh. Um. I'm wondering if people really understand the benefit behind tithing at his church. Or maybe he wouldn't have to preach it so often. But yeah, I'm glad he shared. Thanks for sharing, Pastor. Great. Well, glad you're still on the line, Pastor Dick. Hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll have a little bit clearer of an understanding about why people aren't tithing more. Right, right. Yeah. So, so far we've covered that limitation the strict perspective um like pastor dick was saying if you're not giving your money to god if you're not giving 10 percent, you're stealing you're taking you're not showing that you value the church what is the other side of the spectrum pastor joel so the loose side yeah i'm not tithing at all because i'm not under the law uh-huh. So I don't need to. I'm not under the law. Christ came. He set me free from the law. He fulfilled the law. So even if I do give, it's going to be however much I want. And you can't tell me that I'm even supposed to. You should just see it all as bonus. Hmm. Anything I give. So how have people been hurt by that perspective? Well, people have proven with that perspective that they have a poor understanding of what love is and what justice is. Oh, nice. So these, these are nice people who are trying to be pleasant at the church, mm. but they're also showing through this context that they really don't love and that they really don't understand and aren't embracing justice. Because the reality is every interaction is an exchange of value, is an exchange of justice. So if I go to church... I am receiving a value. Mm-hmm. 
if I don't ever give to the church I'm receiving a value from, I am taking more than I'm giving. That's just the reality. Wow. So when I understand justice better, so these people in the on the loose side, I think the biggest issue is that they're they're missing out on an opportunity to love and an opportunity for reward. Um when I think they feel like what they're doing is expressing how we we have been set free by Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's this huge benefit. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they understand the principles that are underlying tithing. Yeah, and so if I've been hurt by church, if I've been hurt by a church and I leave, it doesn't give me the ability, even if I feel like they've done injustices towards me to take from this other body to take from another church so like charging a church with the crimes of the church before that damaged me yeah listen man i went to a church that had that wanted me to give dues they posted all of my money up there they did that i'm not gonna give any more money anymore to the next church i'm a part of or in the future yeah now you're just digging yourself a hole at the church you are at now then right yep that's a bummer yeah. So how do you talk to these people? How do you how do you confront this? Obviously there's an injustice going on. What's what's the what's a safe way that I can confront this? Well, if the person is limiting their their perspective to like money. Mm-hmm. Um I don't like the Bible says we we're not under the law anymore. I don't have to give money. One of the questions I could ask is is money the most important thing to you? Nice. <laughs> wow. Uh, another question is is really trying to get down to this isn't only about money. Mm. And again, we talked about how if if I'm going to church, I am receiving a value from them. If I'm not giving anything back, I'm digging myself a hole. A question I could ask a person on that side is, are you contributing anything to the church? And then again, just, you know, try to just allow their thought process to work on them. Try to give room to the Holy Spirit to convict them. I don't have to get an answer from these people. The point is, can I ask these questions in a way that benefits them Mm -hmm. according to their beliefs and their thought process? Wow. So looking at the church as a whole, what what are you seeing going on? I often wonder... If the pastors and leaders are actually teaching the principles behind tithing. Are you unconsciously confronting me right now? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if you're a pastor who's not doing those things. The thing is, um, the, ultimately, the principles behind tithing. Principle in and, uh, like Tithing is a great principle in and of itself, but it's not a bottom, bottom foundational principle. There are principles that are underlying underneath that. And, and it really is love and justice. Nice. And when I understand and teach love and justice to my people and they understand those principles well, tithing becomes just an effect. Tithing becomes something these people want to do. Nice. Because they see it as a way to gain value through justice and they see it as a way to give back mm. to the church that's giving to them. What we've seen is when people have a... Uh, God's understanding behind love and justice, they tend to be drawn to giving in and of themselves. But ultimately what we get down to 
when I see in the church is, again, it gets back to the why. So why are people giving or why are people not giving? And really being a cheerful giver supports this perspective. Because really it, there's these two sides I'm seeing behind tithing is, am I seeing tithing as a law? Like, is it something I have to do? Or else Which, there's a consequence, right? Right. Or, may, you know, maybe they'll kick me out of membership. Mm-hmm. Where really what that does then is it really negates this ability for me to be cheerful when I'm giving. Nice. Because what I'm doing, you know, how happy are you when you pay your cell phone bill? Not. I've equated tithing with the same thing. I have to have a phone. I have to pay my cell phone bill. Tithing's like a bill. I have to do it. It's a do. And I'm not cheerful. But, or am I treating it like it's an opportunity to love? It's an opportunity to be just towards these people who have given so much to me. That's great. That's going to facilitate this being a cheerful giver. Yeah. Awesome. So what are the categories that you see in the church? If you break this down with the people that you see in the church. Right. So like in other episodes, this topic that we can see categorically, there's a few different types of people who are given for different reasons. They're all separated by why they're giving. There's the people we we feel sorry for. And it is the people who really take more than they give. They mm-hmm. don't exhibit an understanding of justice or a behavior of justice. Maybe they're people who seem to express their behavior seems to express that they they're entitled to what they get from their church. And these tend to be the people who either just don't tithe at all, or they're people who tithe because they feel like they have to. And that's a bummer from being a person who loves tithing because I see the benefit in it. I look at people who don't tithe and I think they're the ones missing out. You're right. I don't think, Oh, how's the church going to survive without their tithes? Mm -hmm. I think they're missing out on a benefit. So I feel bad. Mm hmm. There's the category of people we understand why they do or don't tithe. I understand it. Mm-hmm. They Maybe it's the people who've been hurt by church, like we were talking about earlier, who they don't tithe because this is an area they've been hurt. And because they've been hurt in this area, they aren't able to give with a good attitude. Right. And so giving that money would cause them to feel unsafe or right. they, they might... Try to give them, I don't know if that doesn't feel good because I don't want to think about this place like my old place. Right. Yeah. And I would understand that. Absolutely. It may even be, it may even be a good thing for them for a season to, to not tithe. Yes, absolutely. Or it's the, these are people too. And this, like the people I understand are people who maybe they do take more than they give, but they just haven't gotten to a point where they realize that yet Mm. where maybe they don't, maybe they're still on this journey of needing to understand justice well enough to realize, you know, your church is giving to you every time you go Mm. and every time you receive, every time you're ministered to. (laughs) And maybe what they need is just a little bit more understanding Mm. of how they have been given to. And once they realize that maybe they would start tithing. That's cool. And then there's the people we're impressed with. And you may think it's the people who give a lot of money to the church because we're pastors. But that's not it at all. Yeah, that's not it at all. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) The people we're impressed with are the people who tithe with a good attitude, which is qualitative, right? Because they're just and because they're looking to give more than they receive. It's people who realize the value they're given and they see... One, tithing is a way for me to give back.
back to this church mm-hmm. or it's a way for me to invest. So it's either I'm paying back a debt or I'm investing into this church. And it's all about how can I benefit these people who benefited me. And notice, nothing in there in a, and the people were impressed with had anything to do with the dollar amount. Nice. So what is the ultimate answer, Pastor Joel? The ultimate answer would be to give what you feel good about giving. And the what is the implication in that? The implication in that is it doesn't have to be money. Wow. It could be other things as well. And we have experience with this. We have people who are members of our churches who either currently or in the past have been unemployed. They don't have money to give mm-hmm. to the church. Right. But we have seen these people still be some of the greatest lovers and the greatest, most just people we know because they give their time, they step into leadership positions, and they're serving other people and serving us in our roles. So we're seeing people who are giving what they feel good about giving in, in honestly, so many more ways than just financially. And that's what, in both of our announcements at our respective churches, we say the same thing. One way that you can sow into Music of Life Church, right. one of the ways that you can invest is through money. But yeah, there are a myriad of ways to do that. Yes, one way is financially, but that is one way. And there are many other ways that we recognize and we want you to know that you can live according to your uniqueness and we'll see that as a value. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.